Welcome to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. I'm Dr. Emily Riley, an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, a physical therapist. And we are the owners of Purposefully Home. We provide in-home care to older adults who want to age safely in place, including supporting their caregivers with education and training. We started this podcast when we realized how often families struggle when caring for a loved one and lacked the proper resources to keep them thriving at home. Our goal is to provide you with information that will support and guide you through your current caregiving situation. We'll talk about everything from the limitations of our current healthcare system to safely designing your home for dementia. You'll hear from a variety of expert caregivers and professionals alike about the challenges and joys of caregiving and how they conquered burnout while maintaining a balanced life. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you transform from an overwhelmed, burned out family caregiver into a confident and empowered one. Our mission is to help as many seniors age in place as possible, and we are so happy you are here on the journey with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. We are coming back following up our previous episode where we talked about the bathroom space and some quick ideas and tips for making it a little bit more accessible. So I wanted to kind of follow up because another area that we get a lot of calls and caregiver requests from is how do I get my loved one to bathe? How do I get my care recipient to agree to take a shower? Shower time, bath time is such a hassle. It's so frustrating and it is just a point of contention for everybody. So I wanted to just hop on here quick and give some quick little tips on maybe some ways to make bathing and showering easier. One challenge that we face here in the United States is the need to shower every day, twice a day. That's kind of something that we are taught from a small age and that becomes habits, routines, and practices that we take on. And in many other countries where they may or may not have running water, but just cultural differences, it's not necessarily appropriate to bathe by taking a full complete shower every single day. And so as we age and physically it becomes more taxing, and then for those that may have cognitive impairments such as dementia, it can be really difficult because the sense of time that it takes can just be doubled and sometimes tripled for just managing a shower, something that we typically take for granted. So when you are considering whether or not to get into the debate of shower time, think about what have been the activities that your person has been doing for that day. Certainly, there's going to be some medical conditions that maybe do require frequent bathing, if they are prone to getting yeast infections, if there is obesity, morbid obesity, where there are a lot of rolls and there's risk for skin infection and any other kind of conditions that maybe a physician has warranted a heightened rate of bathing, (laughs) then certainly you want to follow those guidelines. But for the most part, going a couple of times a week for showering is more than enough. Of course, you also want to be mindful of incontinence or poor peri hygiene. So if somebody is maybe functionally able to get themselves to the bathroom, 
but they are struggling with incontinence or maybe they're having difficulty reaching to clean up themselves after like a bowel movement, then also another reason to maybe increase the rate of bathing. But you want to explore what your thoughts on bathing and showering are. Because while we grow up, we kind of transition from taking baths to taking showers, taking showers a couple times a week to taking showers every day, washing our hair every day, body, skin, all of that. But you want to explore what is the person's lifestyle. Are they sedentary? Are they pretty active? Are they going out in public often? What is their daily activities? Are they going to a day club program, maybe for some respite? Are they living in a public kind of like communal setting where maybe they are being exposed to a higher rate of germs and interactions with other people? And you also want to think about what are their conditions? So is it really worth the hassle of getting in and out of the shower? Because maybe something that used to take 30 minutes or an hour, maybe even some of you 15 minutes could get in and out of the shower, actually use soap, wash, rinse, and get out in that amount of time. But now it could take up to an hour, 90 minutes, or even two hours for a caregiver to help a person that may have physical challenges or other conditions that are limiting. And that can just be physically taxing, emotionally taxing, and just really taxing on your time. So what other ways may you be able to address some of those hotspots? And if that does mean you're not getting in and out of the bath, in and out of the shower. And you could explore sponge bathing. Sponge bathing is totally appropriate and okay way to bathe yourself. They have a lot of different types of soap. So you want to avoid certainly soaps that are high fragrance that are going to leave residue on the skin that could leave you feeling itchy. And some of those fragrances could actually cause some skin irritation. So buying unscented soap is certainly a good way to minimize some of that risk. You can also buy no rinse soap. They have no rinse wipes. They have no rinse head caps where you can just kind of rub it on a person's head. Dry shampoo is certainly a thing to just kind of help prolong a hair wash. And you could also explore some of those multi-purpose soaps as well, where you don't really need a lot because it doesn't get super sudsy. So Dr. Bronner's is definitely um, a common one. And it's just avoidant of a lot of those irritants. So those are some ideas if you're not getting in the shower. Will the person agree to a sponge bath? This does not mean you have to like suds them up in the bed. It doesn't have to be a bed bath. They could sit in a chair, in their wheelchair. You could put a little bucket or fill the sink where they can reach and they have a little bit more control. Think about if someone were to help you shower and they forced you in the shower, the water's too cold, the air is too cold, and they're just kind of like gripping and groping at you to do something quickly, which a lot of times as a person receiving care, caregivers tend to just be in this checklist mentality and they can really come out a person when they're naked and in a very vulnerable state, not even thinking because yeah, while you are the caregiver, you may not be phased by the interaction. Like it doesn't phase you that they're naked and this is just your job and you have a job to do, whether you're a family member or a friend or a paid caregiver, But the whole experience can be very traumatic. And we often, while we do remember things based on our brain, 
there are a lot of components and areas where we remember things based on our emotions. And when people are living with chronic conditions, living with any kind of cognitive impairments, then our emotions definitely are a big telltale sign of things that are we like and things that we don't like. And they may not be able to communicate that with you with their words. But if you're finding bath time, shower time to be a real challenge, think about what that approach has been. Are you taking the time to create a space and an environment that is warm and inviting? Make it like that spa experience or give them a sense of control. So when the water is being hosed at you and getting in your face and getting in your ear and people are just kind of rubbing and grubbing and scrubbing, it's not very comfortable, right? So think about your mindset, think about your approach and how you're doing that. And what are some basic ways you can give that person a little bit of their control back? And that is by giving them choices. Do you want to use this shampoo or this shampoo? It could be a different scent. It could be a different brand. Maybe even just the bottle is a different color. You can use a different type of bottle where maybe it's a pump or a squeeze. You can get the ones that attach on the on the shower wall, Simple Human is a brand that is an option. And I'm not endorsing them by any way, but that's one that I can think of that I've used before. And they have the the glue and the sticky stuff that'll go right on your shower wall. And then it kind of has this T-bar where somebody could just pull or they could put their hand and then you could just kind of pull it and then the soap will get dispensed into their hand. So what are some ways that you can adjust how you're approaching that shower? What color towel do they use? Do they want to wear a robe? Do they want to wear a bathing suit while you're bathing them? Some of those things, we just have to learn how to let go. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions and challenges that we as caregivers often face is we want it to be done the traditional way. We want it to be done our way. And we don't always take into consideration how the person would do it if they were able to do it themselves. You know, some of us bathe a different sequence. You know, do you wash your face first? Do you wash your hair first? Some people start at the bottom from their feet and then work their way up. Some people are like, oh no, I work from the way up and work my way down. So some people even look at bathing their right side before their left side. We all have a different way of doing that task. And if we don't know that person, what they did before, it can be really difficult to think of those details and to think those details don't matter. So we want to kind of change that mindset. So you don't always have to get in the shower and have it be this very big, elaborate experience, but you can give that person a little sense of control. What type of showering, bathing device do they want to use? Do they want to use a washcloth or a loofah? Do they prefer a sponge? They have like those seafoam sponges that you could use. Do they want just more of a scrubby brush? So what is that sensory experience like? Because that tactile, that physical touch can be maybe kind of abrasive to somebody and feel more painful than enjoyable. People are like, oh, you should enjoy having somebody do this for you. It feels like a massage. Well, maybe, but if the person is a little bit rough or aggressive, then it's not going to feel all that enjoyable. You also think about how you may start and set up your environment before you take a shower. Maybe you want the heat on so that you can heat up the air. Maybe you turn the water super hot to get it really steamy in there and then kind of turn it down to make sure it's not too hot on your skin. So looking at the type of ambiance and environment that you're setting up, a lot of times 
caregivers will get the water on, get their person and then strip them down and then go and collect the things while their person is sitting there kind of cold and just like uncomfortable. So make sure that you have all of your supplies before you are getting in the shower. And of course, making sure you have all the supplies before you're exiting the shower where the person may have to then be naked or covered with a sheet to get from one room to the next. Or maybe if it's an assisted living facility or community, you're going down an entire hallway. There's been some really just awkward things that I've seen out there in the world. And it's really unfortunate because if you invest the time on the front end, it can really alleviate the time on the back end that it could take to address this whole bathing situation. So those are just some quick tips. You want to look at the temperature of the environment, the water, of course, and the air. You want to make sure that you have everything prepared in advance before you're starting the shower and for when you're finished. And you want to give the person a sense of control. So if it means not getting in the shower today, but it means they're agreeable to washing their face, doing a sponge bath, maybe just hitting the the highlight areas between the legs under the arms, then pick your battles. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're maintaining the integrity of that relationship. And maybe over time, they'll kind of rebuild that trust and find a way that they do enjoy that shower experience. Certainly, there are so many different nuances to the whole bathing and showering thing. So reaching out to an expert definitely is helpful. Occupational therapists are trained in helping with activities of daily living. But certainly, if you are a family caregiver and you are at home helping somebody and struggling, there are caregiver support services. The National Caregiver Association offers supports. And then local to you, there are agencies that provide caregivers that are paid caregivers to be able to do some of these tasks. And sometimes they learn some ropes out in the trenches that maybe they could help to teach you. So even if you don't necessarily need them for an ongoing basis, it's always worth hiring somebody even for a shift. Depending on the restrictions, I know some organizations will only accept like contracts for a certain number of hours, certain number of days. But finding some of those resources within your community that will have somebody come in and maybe they can have a few different techniques that they can teach you. So if you liked this topic or you'd like to learn more, feel free to visit us at purposefullyhome.com. You can definitely join our Facebook group, The Purposeful Caregiver. And we definitely would love to get your feedback. What else do you want to learn more about? Do you want to learn a few more tips about the bathroom? Do you have some of your own shower tricks that you use to help your care recipient do their bathing? So definitely always wonderful to hear from you. I love it. And I know Devin loves it. So from here at the Purposefully Home team, we just hope that you continue to live your life with purpose. Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful Caregiver podcast. We know you have a limited amount of time as a family caregiver and appreciate you choosing to spend it with us. We would love to have you join our community, the Purposeful Caregiver Facebook group. Be sure to also sign up for our email list at purposefullyhome.com so you never miss an episode and have access to get to know us a little bit better. Lastly, stay tuned as we will be announcing the launch of our virtual caregiver workshops, where you will transform from an overwhelmed and burned out caregiver into a confident, empowered one. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. See you on the next episode of The Purposeful Caregiver.